0: Hey guys, welcome to episode two of Molly Made a Podcast. Um, Today I'm going to talk about sustainability and waste and things that I've been trying to do in my life to um, stop being so wasteful. I know it's kind of like a weird topic um, to talk about just because I feel like a lot of young people... Um, experience like a lot of anxiety around climate change and like the world ending and now we are uh, going through this pandemic and it kind of just feels stressful um, but I don't know I found um, even a lot of even though a lot of the statistics that I'm going to be sharing and um, a lot of the things that I've learned about while researching for this episode um, and just things that I knew in general can make me feel like a little bit anxious it also was uh kind of therapeutic to realize like how much I've been doing in my life to be more sustainable and it makes me feel like I'm this is something that like we can control and we can be better at um and I don't know that was kind of just like relieving for me in a way so I know this is kind of weird timing to talk about it, but um, I don't know. It's kind of exciting, all the things that we can do to uh, make the world better in this way. So to start it off, I guess I'll just uh, talk about some of the general um, waste statistics that I found. Um, The site called RubiconGlobal.com, they published an article that was 40 reasons to think differently about your trash facts statistics, and more. Um, And I'm not going to read all 40 things, but there were a lot of points uh, on that article that really just shocked me. Um, The first one is, so the average United States resident creates over four pounds of trash per day uh, and up to 56 tons of trash per year. So doing my own math, if there's a little bit over 300 million Americans, and you multiply that by four pounds per day, that's literally 12 billion pounds of trash a day on average, which is just mind-blowing. Um, Another statistic that was on this article is that Americans make up roughly 5% of the world's population, but we generate nearly 40% of the world's total waste. I mean, I don't think that comes to a shock to anybody that we're a really... Wasteful society. Um, and I know this is kind of a lot of numbers to throw at you, but the point is, we create, you know, a lot of trash. Um, another thing that I found really interesting when I was prepping for this episode is that um, I found that most communities are actually spending more money on waste management than they are for school books, fire protection, libraries, parks, and other. Um, like community uh, things um. so I don't know I just thought that was crazy to me like how much money it actually costs for communities to do waste management I think there's like a lot of people out there who don't believe in climate change who don't really care about You know what can they change in their day-to-day to be more sustainable but i wonder if they really realize how much of like their taxes are going to the waste management of their community and how much money you like our whole city could be saving uh if we wasted less like that and not that alone should be like a motivator to be better even if you don't believe like the science of climate change um Another statistic that I saw in this article is that roughly one-third of the food produced in the world is wasted every year. More specifically, Americans throw out roughly 43,000 tons of food every day, which again, like I'm just going to keep repeating myself, like that's mind-blowing. There's so many hungry people out there and to hear the number of like just the quantity of food that gets wasted every day is just so baffling. Um and then on top of that, out of all the food that's wasted, every American throws out about 1000 pounds of organic garbage that could be repurposed as compost every year. Um And the reason why I wanted to include this on this podcast is because composting is one of the things that I've been meaning to get into. I know a couple of people, um, like I know my aunt and um, just a couple of people off the top of my head that do composting. Uh, But if any of you guys do it who are listening and you could tell me more about it, that would be awesome. I I just feel like it's been something I've been wanting to do for a while, but I just I don't really know how or like what how to even begin i guess or what the process is so if you guys uh have any information on that you should send it to me so besides food waste um another big component of waste especially in america is uh packaging packaging waste represents about 65 percent of household trash and i mean i feel like when i think about the trash in my house that totally rings true like the amount of Amazon packages I have coming like every week and um, in general just any online shopping that I'm doing I know a lot of retailers that I shop from they will send like one item at a time to me for the sake of it getting there quicker instead of all of my items that I bought online in one box. So there's just like so much waste that comes from retail specifically. Um, And I think I should create another episode talking. I I do want to do a couple of episodes in general about retail, but I think just because uh, it's such a big part of my life because I, you know, I work at Kohl's for anyone that didn't know. um, But yeah, I feel like it would be cool to do an episode on retail sustainability in particular um, but anyway, um, a statistic that kind of fits with that is that um, only 4% of the world's children live in the U.S., but Americans throw away 40% of the world's toys. Um, I mean, I could also do another episode specifically on retail consumerism in general like we're throwing away so many toys why aren't we donating them to people in need like that's crazy to me um kids grow out of clothing and you know out of toys like so quickly as they get older like the fact that people are just throwing those away that's just I mean I just feel like it makes sense just to donate them or give them to your friends or like I don't know that's just crazy so stay tuned for some retail podcasts in the future where I talk more about uh, sustainability and consumerism and a bunch of other stuff all right so moving on now to talk a little bit about the ocean I know I mean I'm gonna talk later on in this episode about things that I've been doing to be more sustainable I know that a lot of people are it's like really popular to use reusable straws so Um, I was going to mention that I'll mention it here instead but um, a lot of people are using reusable straws now because of the turtles we've all heard it Uh, but one of the reasons why I wanted to still talk about it on this episode is because this article that I mentioned earlier um, okay this was like the most shocking thing to me so the the great pacific garbage patch or the pacific trash vortex um, I first of all, I've never even heard of that before, uh, but basically it's a collection of marine debris in the North Pacific Ocean. According to most estimates. the patch can be as large as twice of the size of the US, and it would take sixty seven ships one year to clean up less than one percent of the garbage mass. What I literally have never even heard of this before. There's just this vortex somewhere in the North Pacific Ocean of an insane amount of trash that's twice the size of our country. Like, I I can't even believe that. Like, I don't know where I thought all the garbage was going, probably like landfills or something. But to just like that, to put that into perspective of the 67 ships, less than 1% of the, like, I just that was so crazy to me i mean and obviously no wildlife can live in that right like they're probably all migrating to other areas of the ocean and then that's just gonna mess up ecosystems and all that stuff i mean it's just it's so crazy to me um so i wanted to definitely include that and now you can go to parties and be like hey um like have you ever heard of the pacific trash vortex oh you haven't well let me talk to you about it and then you'll probably make a ton of friends at the party so you're welcome um but anyway another thing that this kind of made me think of is i have been considering to like becoming a vegetarian um to be like more sustainable i haven't have been able to commit to that yet But for a while, I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll just be, like, pescatarian or something because, like, it's just, like, the cows and all of, like, the agricultural, like, farming and stuff that we're doing that's so bad for the environment and for waste and things like that. But fish, it's totally fine. And then I went to visit my friend uh, Brianna. Shout out to Brianna in Vegas. And she was like, actually, Molly, um far like fishing is so not sustainable and we're not gonna have any more edible fish in the next like 50 years if we keep eating it the way that we have been so yeah that also really uh shook me to my core so on that note let's move on to talk about some of the things i've been doing and some of the things you can do to be more sustainable i already mentioned reusable straws earlier um and then in addition to that reusable water bottles just really trying to limit your one use uh plastic consumption i got these really cute reusable straws from my friend nicole that come in like these little pouches so they stay like sanitary and i have like five of them and they came uh so i have one like in my purse my backpack like I just have them everywhere so I feel like they're always I keep one in my car so they're always easily accessible um and then in addition to that I also have got from Amazon recently um reusable produce bags and Ziploc bags that you can just like rinse out and reuse because I feel like um just for packing lunches for work and stuff like that I was always using uh, like plastic bags and um, and also in addition to the reusable plastic bags I use a lot more Tupperware um, but if you don't really want because it's kind of bulky so if you don't have like a big enough lunchbox or something it the reusable zip box bag has been really nice um, and the produce bags as well just really limiting my plastic and then I think a lot of people nowadays are using reusable grocery bags which is super nice actually interesting today i went to the grocery store during the quarantine and um i'm out in delafield and um they are not allowing reusable grocery bags in the store anymore which i thought was really interesting um because i hadn't seen that in any of like the pick and saves or anything around here but anyway um okay so limiting plastic use additionally um i kind of mentioned this earlier as well when i was talking about the toy waste Um, but selling your clothes and donating them and also like thrifting yourself like is super super impactful Um, just because like I said like retail in general consumerism like there's so much waste that goes into like fabric and clothing and um, I've gotten some really awesome things off thrifting like websites too where you can you don't have to go into a Goodwill and spend all this time trying to find stuff if that's not really what you're into. Like you can literally just go on a website that where you can resell clothing like Poshmark or Vinted are my favorites. And I found really nice like shoes specifically um, that have barely ever been worn. You get them for a cheaper price and also it's just more sustainable. So a big area um, in my life where I feel like I waste a lot of plastic and product and whatever is um in regards to like hygiene um one thing that I got recently also from Nicole thank you was a makeup remover cloth and I've been wanting one of those for a long time and this the one that she got me works really well I think I'm going to like post it on my Instagram for you guys to get I was always kind of hesitant I just love my makeup remover wipes like they're so easy and they work really well but this cloth literally takes off everything and all you do is put it in water like there's no like other products that you have to use and I don't know I just found it super easy and um you can just bring it with you everywhere it's so small and you don't have to take this big package of uh, makeup remover wipes I mean and with that being said too like makeup remover wipes are so expensive like I feel like I spend so much money getting like the bulk packs from like Costco or even just buying a bunch from Target, um, and now they're gonna last. I'm not getting rid of them by any means. I still use them when I'm lazy and let's be honest, when I'm drunk. Like I don't want to be doing a whole process. I just want like my my removable wipe. Um, but um, so I'm still gonna use them, but it's going to last me so much longer. Like I think I've been on the same pack now for like over like a month and a half um, just because this cloth that I have is just so nice. So definitely something that I recommend to anyone that wears makeup. I also want to talk about reusable period products. Um, I know that there's like diva cups that a lot of people use. I have not tried a diva cup before i'm kind of like afraid of it like i don't know i I feel like i would just like really struggle to get it out once it's in and i've also heard that um when you're using a diva cup you kind of have to like take it out in uh bathrooms that are like like one like one bathroom that has like everything you know what I mean? Like a one person bathroom versus like a stall because you're going to want to like rinse out the diva cup before you put it back inside. So, I mean, for my life, it just doesn't seem like it would really fit because I I work and I could just, I don't want to be struggling in the work bathroom and like have to like figure out how to like clean it. And like, just, I don't know. It would just be kind of like too much. Um, But one thing I wanted to talk about is reusable pads. Um, and I feel like a lot of people are probably grossed out by that concept. I know when I told my mom I got them, she was like really disgusted by it, but periods are not disgusting. You heard it here first. It's natural. It's normal, and it's nothing to be grossed out about, you guys. I know that a lot of my friends actually don't even get their periods, so this isn't very relatable, but for those of you that do or if the people that don't end up you know, getting them in the future. I highly, highly recommend reusable pads. Um, I have two different kinds. The first that I want to talk about is the reusable period like underwear that I have from Thinks. It's like T H I N X, which um I heard about those from an Instagram page that I follow. And I really like those. They're really cute, just like black underwear um that absorbs, you know, the blood. And then um, I like to wear them like when I go to bed and then you can just easily wash them. And it's just it's so nice. I I don't know if anyone else grew up like thinking this, but I feel like ever since I got my period, I was told never to sleep in tampons. Um, so I don't know. I normally do wear tampons, but for people like i don't know do you guys sleep in tampons like let me know i'm assuming most of my listeners are women at least at, at this point uh but um yeah you should let me know because i don't know i just always thought that it was like you should you know not do that when you sleep just to like have a break for your vagina or something but maybe that's not true and it was just like a myth from my preteen years but anyway since i that's what i used to think i always have slept in pads and it's just like we all know the period products are so expensive i mean these reusable period products in general like diva cups and uh reusable pads and stuff like i'll i would just like to note that it makes it so much more accessible for people who don't have money like homeless women um just people that can't afford period products all the time because they're not considered a necessity um so like you can't get them on like food stamps and things like that or government assistance so i mean i think it's an awesome invention in general and the fact that we have this technology now and it's also kind of crazy that um like i feel like diva cups are like a newer thing or maybe i've just heard of it more recently but we've had periods for like you know decade not decades like centuries and forever and I don't know it's just I feel like it's like a newer thing that people are talking about in the last like 10 years or something so but anyway that's a whole different thing um highly recommend reusable period products the second type I guess that I have is just like a regular reusable pad that just snaps into your underwear um and I don't know it's not as disgusting like as you would think like I like not to get too graphic but it like it absorbs like into it so it's not like it's just like everywhere it's not like messy or anything which I feel like is what I would have been afraid of that because I okay this what really disgusts me is reusable diapers like when people use reusable diapers I'm just like it's just a piece of cloth and there's like all this like shit on it that you have to like clean up like a reusable pad is so much less disgusting it's so much less disgusting than that like let's be honest because it just absorbs and like you can't even see it really because it's like the reusable it's like they're it's just crazy but anyway moral of the story the point that i'm trying to get across is that you should not knock it until you try it it'll save you a lot of money in the long run it'll be better for the environment um just a good decision overall. I know also if that really is not your jam, you're strictly into tampons. Another alternative is to use those uh, cardboard wrapped tampons instead of the ones that have the plastic applicator. Um, I know that those are better for the environment as well. And then there are a few other things that I want to start doing. I know that my sister uses um, shampoo and conditioner that are like shaped like soap bars so they don't come in any plastic from Lush and she really likes them I am hesitant to try them just I don't know why I feel like I should take my own advice and not knock it until I try it but what I would really really love is I've heard that some companies will refill your shampoo and conditioner like canisters um, it's just really expensive from what I've looked into and that is an idea that I think that more people should do. Like we should have places like Lush or um, like Aveda or like other places that you can get shampoo and conditioner where you can literally go with your like, like tubs, like reusable um, like stainless steel like canisters or mason jars or whatever it may be and just like refill your shampoo and conditioner because I feel like that's definitely like I said earlier the main area of my life where I probably have the most plastic waste is like just how many beauty products I'm constantly buying even just like makeup and things like that and I don't know it just seems really simple like you can go to grocery stores and get like peanut butter and honey and like a ton of other things in bulk or without packaging so shampoo and conditioner like we should start doing that so someone go out there and do that and then let me know where I can buy it um another thing that I want I've been I don't know if I want to do this either but I've heard about it and I feel like I should just consider it is or I should do it is like toothpaste tablets um so they're like they look kind of like altoids and stuff and you like I'm pretty sure you just like get them wet and they become toothpaste in your mouth so you don't have to buy plastic toothpaste. Um, but you guys should let me know some of your recommendations. What are things that you've done in your life to become more sustainable? I'm always looking for um like more ideas and a lot of these things in my life like literally were not hard to implement at all. And I feel like at least I like to think that they do make an impact. So um, also let me know if you guys, you know, are inspired by this podcast and you want to make some changes in your life and tell me what you've done. Cause that would be awesome as well. Um, so thanks again for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and you learned something and you learned something more about me. I would love to end my podcast by playing a song that I really like, uh, at the end of every episode, but I am currently still kind of confused about the whole legality of that. I know some podcasts that do do that, but I'm not really sure, like, if I really should be doing that. So as of right now, I'm just going to suggest some music for you guys to listen to, um, and for this episode, I've really been listening to a lot of 070 Shake recently. I believe that's how you say it. Maybe it's like 070 Shake, but I'm pretty sure it's 070 Shake. Um, Specifically, her song Under the Moon and Honey. So if you guys are looking for new music, definitely check her out. Um, I highly recommend. All right, so uh, talk to you guys later.